Hey, so welcome and happy new year to you. We are going to be talking today about just some of the books I read in 2021 and some recommendations for you if you're looking for books on just your inspiration, productivity, and that kind of thing. I also want to start with a little bit of just kind of housekeeping as well as wishing everybody a really, really happy 2022. I hope everybody had a nice and meaningful celebration. And I hope that this time of year has been nice and inspiring and getting you motivated to think of what you want to shape 2022 into and that you've taken some time to reflect. And I hope you had a great 2021 and are excited for the new year. So I'm excited for the new year and I want to update you on a few things that will be coming your way with the Successful Writer Academy and our Patreon and things like that. We're now over 150 episodes into the Successful Writer podcast. So if you haven't divin dove dived if you haven't dived into our backlist there hopefully you'll find some good inspiration and tips to help you with your marketing your mindset your productivity those kind of turn into the three tenants that we talk about in patreon we're going to be adding some new things so we have our bi-monthly patreon webinars and those are for people who have signed up at the $25 a month or up level you get to go live with me twice a month covering different marketing topics upcoming we're going to have some trainings on dictation on hitting your word count stretch goals we'll probably be diving pretty soon into email marketing and maybe making like a mini series on that because there's so much that we can talk to about that. So that is for our Patreon members at patreon.com slash writing cave. And also at the 50 a month level, we've added and it's tweaked a few perks. So you're going to get a 50% off coupon to any of the successful writer courses. And we're also going to be taking a lot of our exclusive marketing training videos and making sure that you have access to that. So those are things where you'll get more in-depth how-tos, walking through the ads dashboards, and things like that. Another thing I'm really excited about coming up for successful writers, I wanna do more charity sales, so hopefully you'll be hearing more about those too. So without any more ado, I just wanna share with you some of my reading recommendations from last year. So in no specific order, one of the books that I found most memorable that I read last year is called Burnout. It's by two sisters, Emily and Amelia um, Nagoski. And they talk about ending the stress cycle is how they approach burnout. So honestly, I feel like a better title for the book would have been something like uh, how to cope with chronic stress because you don't need to be specifically in burnout to appreciate the book. One of the things they talk about is the impact that chronic stress has on basically every area of your life. But not only that, then they give you really good tips about how to Complete the stress cycle is how they talk about it. And so the idea is that like stress comes and we should be able to integrate that stress and then cope and recover from that stress. And the example they use is, you know, let's say you are a kind of prehistoric caveman and the woolly mammoth charges at you or the saber toothed tiger charges at you and you have to run away or fight it and that's a stressful experience and then you get to safety or you slay the monster that's after you 
and you have some kind of celebration, right? You roast it over the campfire or you go home and you tell your family and friends about this close call you had. And part of what I think our culture has not done that I think they did a great job bringing up in this book is closing the stress cycle, right? And so it's that idea of dancing around the campfire because you had a successful hunt or going back and telling your family about your narrow escape. One of the things that they recommend is the easiest way to kind of close the stress cycle and kind of just finish <laughs> the stress um, is exercise. That can be a really good one because when you're in exercise, your body is able to handle all of those stress hormones like it should. And then when you're done exercising, your body knows, okay, the danger is over, the stress is over. Another thing they talked about, if you really hate exercising, is even just like tensing and um, and then letting go of things as a way to like, for example, let's say you're really, really mad because Amazon just sent you a nasty gram because they think that you are trying to circumvent their KU rules and you know you aren't. Okay, so you could just stew on it, but let's think about ways that we can try to complete that stress cycle. So one of them would be, you know, doing something vigorous so that by the time you're done doing that vigorous activity, the stress has had a place to kind of be uh, put to work, right? Um, the other option, if, you, if you're limited in how you can exercise or you just absolutely hate exercise, is you kind of tense everything up and you, you say to yourself, like, I am so mad at Amazon. And then as you release that, you can kind of allow that stress to move through you. So what I appreciated about it is it wasn't a book about how to avoid stress because that's not very realistic or practical or helpful. And so really it was this way of just kind of once you get into the stressful situation, how to complete that stress cycle. So that book again was Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski that I really recommend. It is written more specifically to women. So they even have a chapter about how different types of sexism and things can increase our experience of of stress. Uh, so keep that in mind. I, I think that if you were a man, you might get something out of it, but you might also be like, okay, I just got recommended this book that's apparently just for women. Another one that I read that I kind of avoided for quite a while. I read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Most people are familiar with this uh, by Marie Kondo talking about tidying and keeping a tidy house, but it was a lot more than that. And it really surprised me in how much more there was to it. So I read it because we were getting ready to move and I didn't want to bring all the clutter with me. And I wanted to kind of set up our new home in a way where the clutter wasn't just going to accumulate more. And I think that Part of the move for me was also a desire to live not, I, I don't want to call it a minimalist lifestyle because that's not quite what it is, but a more deliberate lifestyle. I don't want to have things just because we've always had them. I don't want to hold on to this windbreaker that's 10 years old and has never been worn because one day I might decide I want a windbreaker, right? And so from a practical level, I appreciated the, the tips and tricks and the way to know if you should hold on to something or to get rid of something. Um, it's become pretty common in pop culture. So you're probably familiar with her advice. You just, you hold it in your hands and you ask yourself, does this give me joy? Does this spark joy? Um, so from a practical standpoint, I appreciated that, but I think what I got more out of it was, um, being more deliberate about things. And also she, she goes a little bit I don't want to say overboard. I found it mildly amusing the way that she personified everything. Like she had a, it felt like an entire chapter about how your socks will be sad if you fold them the wrong way. And 
I don't ascribe to it in that sense. Like, I don't believe that my socks are unhappy with me if I, you know, treat them this way versus that way. But I actually really appreciated the way that she brought some anthropomorphisms into the things that we have and how we can be thankful for the things we have. Now, she goes so far as to be like, okay, here is a, uh, what do I have here? Here is a subway <laughs> subway coupon that came in the mail. I am thankful that it came in the mail. And now I'm going to say, thank you for coming to me in the mail. And now I'm going to pitch you in the trash, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I don't take it quite to that extreme, but I loved the idea of like everything that you see expressing gratitude for it and I liked how she was able to tie that into even the things that you get rid of right so um let's see right next to me here's a journal that I finished just last night um I'm gonna hold on to it but let's say that 20 years from now I'm looking at that journal I'm like I don't need this anymore so what I can do is I can be like I am so thankful for this journal from 2021 I'm so thankful for all the dreams that I was able to dream in it I'm thankful for the inspiration that I got from it and I am now able to let go the journal has done what it was meant to do right she talked about holding on to gifts the same way too some people are really really bad about holding on like, okay, I got this as a gift 10 years ago. I need to keep it or it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. And she talked about the purpose of the gift was to make you happy at the moment. And if it served its purpose, then you are free to share it now with somebody else to pass that on. And there was also the sense of like blessings flowing in and flowing out. So you don't want to become the dam that stops up all the blessings, right? And so this is how like repurposing things, taking things to gift stores, re-gifting, upcycling, all of these can tie into it. So I really liked that. And I saw a lot of applications even into like your daily schedule, right? You can take a lot of those same things and apply them to what you're doing with your day. Is it sparking joy? Is it something that you're doing just because somebody told you you should? Is it something you're doing because it worked well for you two years ago? But And you haven't, you know, similar to the gift. Someone gave this to me two years ago and it, it made me so happy. So now I have to keep keep it. Same thing. I started doing this thing in my writing business two years ago and it worked then. So now I have to keep doing it. Sometimes it's really nice to take everything on your to-do list and be like, okay, what if there was nothing on the calendar? What would I choose to add back in. Like when we moved, it was really, really useful. I could be like, do I want to bring this into my new home or not? And we kind of get a chance to do that with our calendar. Do I want to bring this activity into my new year or not? So it was it was better than I expected. And it spoke to me about things that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting more about just here's some practical tips for making your house less cluttered than it can sometimes tends to get. And what it's turned into was being more mindful and deliberate about what you invite into your life and being more free to pass things along, right? So let's say you have been doing um, BookBub, feature deals for your entire career and now you're looking at it and you're like you don't like the ups and downs you don't like um you know you you get a big sales spike but then you know the next day your sales are back to nothing or you're paying a lot of money and you you're not sure anymore if it's worth your while but you've been doing it for so long so you feel like you've got to just keep doing it so it's a good time to be more deliberate Maybe this is an activity that served you well two years ago and you can kind of be thankful for it. You can thank it and be like, okay, thanks that BookBub ads got me to where I was or thanks that BookBub feature deals got me to where I was. And now I am free to 
no longer like require those for my marketing. And that opens you up to new opportunities that you might not have thought of, right? In the same way that getting rid of half your clothes in your closet or half the things in your kitchen, it makes room for more things to come to you and you can be more deliberate about what you allow in. Um, the last book I want to share with you is called Finding Your Own North Star by Martha Beck. And this one's really good about listening to your intuition for guidance. That's kind of the, the biggest takeaway that I got from it. She has a lot of exercises that she will walk you through that help you to listen more to your body, to hear some of the... So it's kind of... Uh, she talks about the way that your intuition speaks to you through your body, through um, tensing up or feeling open and spacious. And she walks you through different exercises. One of the exercises I really liked was to help you kind of discern when your body is saying yes and when your body is saying no. And the idea is to learn what yes feels like is you picture like every single dream of yours has come to pass. So you get to work with the people you love the most. You have all the money in the world and then some. You get to live where you are happiest living. You get to wear the clothes you most want to wear. You get to eat the foods you most want to eat. You get to pursue the hobbies and passions that you most want to pursue. And you think about that. You kind of daydream about, about that kind of life and you picture and become aware of what's happening in your body. Does it feel, um, for me, it's like a very expansive feeling kind of in my chest and shoulders. It's like an opening up feeling. And so then when you are confronted with a decision, should I make a switch and start writing in this genre or not? You can almost pay attention and ask yourself, is my body giving me those same kinds of feelings? Or the opposite is hearing when your body is saying no. And so she says, okay, imagine working with the person that grates you the most, doing the kind of work that you would hate the most. Um, so for me as an author, that might mean like, imagine having to write like the exact same, like one specific trope and you have to write one book a week and you have to work with this editor that's really, really nitpicky that you don't like. And you know, like all the things that you hate, <laughs> that's what you do day in and day out. Um, pay attention as you think about that to how that feels. So for me, it's kind of a, a clenching, like in my gut, I feel like, you know, kind of like it's getting hot and clenched and tight. And so then when you're faced with a decision, do I want to sign up to go to this writer retreat, even though it's, um, you know, it's a big expense or even though I'm not sure about traveling at this time right now, pay attention to what your body is telling you now. I feel like we can take input from all kinds of places, right? It's not just listening to your intuition, but that can be part of it. You can listen to your intuition. You can listen to your logic. We have all of these tools that will help us. So that was in Finding Your Own North Star by Martha, the Martha Beck. So anybody who's trying to tap a little bit more into their intuition, it's one I for sure recommend. So I think that's going to be it for the day. You might be hearing my dog whining in the background. Uh, so she's ready for me to be done too, but I do wish you an amazing new year. And I hope that all of your dreams um, inspire you and fill you with so much motivation. And I hope that it's a great year for all of us.